Hey there, I'm Sister Catherine Herms, author of Surviving Depression and Reclaim Regret, How God Heals Life's Disappointments, as well as the Just a Minute Meditations for Inner Peace and Deeper Trust. And it's great to be able to spend these next few moments together with you on Easter Monday. I believe that we need more than information to heal our souls, and so, as we always do, we begin with prayer. I invite you to, to enter deep within yourself, to enter into that place that's truly longing for something, that wants something more. That place where we want to know we are heard, we are seen, we are loved, and we are made in this image of love as we live through this paschal mystery into the easter season all we see is this flooding of the word of the world with love through the the mystery of christ's death and resurrection so let's begin with a deep breath separate yourself from reactive thinking from worry from blame, shame, fear, anxiety. Sink deep down into the very center of your reality, that place within you that knows most deeply that you were made by love for love. I invite you to visualize a favorite image of God or of Jesus. Maybe this image comes from a story from scripture or a parable that has meant much to you in your life. Settle slowly into a deep stillness and open your heart. As I was living the sacred days of the Paschal Triduum this year, I have been thinking of how overwhelmed people are feeling these days. It seems as if we have been brought to the edge, to the edge as a country, as a church, and even the burning of Notre Dame has been something like a kick in the gut. Though we prefer to meditate on Jesus as the kind and gentle shepherd, the merciful savior, the consoling master, Jesus actually brought his disciples into a state of overwhelm a number of times. Consider the storm on the lake. Jesus told the apostles to go to the other side of the lake. A sudden storm threatened to capsize their boat. Spotting Jesus walking on the water, they cried out in fear. Peter, ever the courageous one, demanded to walk across the water to him. Looking down at the waves that swirled at his feet, he began to sink and cried out, Lord, save me. Or consider when Jesus was preaching into the evening and the apostles urged him to let the people go into the village to find something to eat. No, he said, you give them something to eat. And then he offered to them no instructions. How are we going to do that? Was the immediate response of the befuddled twelve. 
There are any number of times when Jesus brought his apostles into what I call overwhelm mode. But Holy Thursday was a dramatic shift, with the shouts of joy and praise still in the disciples' ears and hearts, the mood turned somber as the darkness fell. To the men who still wondered who was first, who was better, and if they were going to get something from an expected victory of Jesus over the Romans. Their Lord and Master was now about to teach them truly what his life as Emmanuel was really about. So the Paschal Triduum we have just lived is first about what is real, what is human. It is about the darkness and overwhelm that we all experience, including Jesus in these final days of agony and death. It is about facing the power of the evil one and overcoming it. It is about letting Jesus teach us. The Paschal Triduum surprises us. Jesus, the Lord and Master, bent to wash the apostles' feet at the Last Supper. The Master's love is shown in serving. And we, too, must do the same. The Paschal Triduum helps us embrace our weakness. Peter boasts that he would never deny the Lord, only to confront his absolute weakness hours later, before a servant girl who identified him as one of Jesus' followers. The apostles slept as their master sweat blood, in the Garden of Olives, and fled as he was betrayed by one of their number. We think of the love we have, the love that we've mustered up, the love that we've developed for God and Jesus and others, and we believe, like Peter, that it is enough, only to discover it is insufficient before the mystery of the Passion of the Lord. The Paschal Triduum breaks open our hearts. As Mary stood contemplating the greatest sorrow the world has known, cradling her dead son in her arms, she still whispered her fiat. In whatever sorrow weighs upon us, we find our way through only when we find the courage to whisper this Marian yes. The Paschal Triduum invites us to look deep within ourselves with an honest gaze. Like Peter, we may have feelings of guilt or shame or sadness. Like Peter, we are overwhelmed by the Master who wants to know only one thing in the end. Do you love me? Eastertide is about this new way of seeing, about being able to recognize our Lord and Master. He drew his apostles into this overwhelming experience of his passion and death. They fled, they denied, they walked away, 
And we do the same when we are brought to those moments of, of unchosen suffering that lead us to the brink of what we think we can take. But good shepherd that he is, Jesus doesn't let us run far. He understands that we can't take much and that our hearts waver and melt before sorrow and pain. Jesus caught up to the two disciples walking home to Emmaus. He walked alongside them. He let them express their sadness, their disappointment, their point of view about what had happened in Jerusalem. And he tenderly let them admit their expectations still so far off the mark of what Jesus' life and death and resurrection were all about. He gently explained to them how, how they could find a story written in the scriptures which prophesied all that had happened to him. He gave them the chance to let him go or invite him in. He pretended that he was going further and the disciples invited him to stay. And that night, in the breaking of the bread, their eyes were opened. They could truly see him, present with them in their sorrow and weakness. Yes, the good shepherd that he promised to be, he truly was to them and to us. Easter tells us that even when we run, we will be followed. We won't get far before Jesus catches up with us. Our moments of overwhelm and comfort, or darkness and light, of death and resurrection, these are not consecutive realities, that the comfort only follows the overwhelm, the light only follows the darkness, the resurrection only follows the death. No, these mysteries in Christ cohere. They interpenetrate. They are one thing. Though our triumphs will fall and our certainty will fail, it is ultimately the everlasting hand of the Almighty upon us that overwhelms us with love. And it is this love that makes our crosses and crucifixions, our death and despair, also our resurrection and our life. So, so as we go forth into the 50-day Easter season, let us immerse ourselves in Easter living, as did the first disciples of Jesus. From the second chapter of the Acts of the Apostles, we read, Every believer was faithfully devoted to following the teaching of the apostles. Their hearts were mutually linked to one another, sharing communion and coming together regularly for prayer. A deep sense of holy awe swept over everyone, and the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders. All the believers were in fellowship as one body, and they shared with one another whatever they had. Out of generosity, they even sold their assets 
to distribute the proceeds to those who were in need among them. Daily they met together in the temple courts and in one another's homes to celebrate communion. They shared meals together with joyful hearts and tender humility. They were continually filled with praises to God, enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord kept adding to their number daily those who were coming to life. So let's stop here. Let's be still. Let the words you have heard take root like seeds within you. What do you notice as you begin this Easter season? What are your hopes? What are your losses? What are your anxieties? What are your fears? Jesus comes up beside you. He catches up with you every day. And he wants to know what you are living. He wants to know what is in your heart. And he wants to know the sorrow that you carry. What do you want him to know about what you live? Tell him now. And Jesus has a word for you. Listen quietly as he speaks into your life, your life story. The truth that can only come from the risen one. If there is one thing on which we can all agree, it is that this world today needs this soul healing. When we're loved, we thrive. It's that simple. The truth is that you can walk free of the wounds that are binding your heart and suffocating your relationships. Healing and holiness is a process. It's a journey, and you're already on it. But if you are like me, you might need some simple helps along the way. I hope you join me on my private Facebook group for weekly video conferences. Just look up my name, Sister Catherine Herms. And if you become a Patreon member, you will get immediate access to over 60 video and audio programs to help you grow in holiness, as well as exclusive content and monthly journaling pages geared to help you on your spiritual journey. So I hope to see you around. Bye now, and may you walk amid the blessings of God this day.